Good morning, campers. Ah, I needed to take a a quick breath. <laughs> I needed to take a breath during that one. Um, I don't know why I have that thing be so long. <laughs> um, but let's go. Here we go. Uh, welcome back. Let's see what we got here. Uh, besides, so we got prom night on. I, th- eh. Prom Night was always a movie that I saw at, so I remember I would always see this movie at not only the horror section of the video store or the blockbuster, but uh, we had neighbors in the town that I grew up in <clears throat> that um, they had this like insane, they were like the best neighbors ever. They had this like insane uh, VHS collection and we could go, I think we maybe we've talked about this, we could go like literally from like day one, they were like, Oh, we have movie. I don't know how they found out that like Brandon and I were into movies, but it was one day we were over there and we were, and we just saw this like bookshelf just stacked with VHS. And I, I'm pretty sure they had prom night. I want to say they had prom night. Like it was the first time I had ever seen Halloween. It was the first time I had ever seen the Godfather. It was the first time I had ever seen uh, body double that does sleazy De Palma movie. It was the first time I had ever seen. I think they had prom night. They had a ton of horror movies. It was so random. Like, like you would think like the neighbor, like they were older, I think. And you would think that they would have had like, they, they had the Godfather. They had the Godfather and like, they definitely had Lawrence of Arabia, but I, I skipped that one. <laughs> Cause I mean, we moved to this town in 1990 and I want to say we made contact with their video rentals or with their video collection in maybe like 91 or 92. Um, so I was, I was 10. So yeah, Lawrence of Arabia was off my radar, but like, yeah, they had, they had the Godfather, they had Halloween. I think they had psycho body double. Uh, Oh, so the first time I ever saw trading places. Cause you see, I was like, what is this? Um, what else did they have? I'm ob- so yeah, I'm almost positive they had they had prom night and eh, I because I, I would remember the poster for prom night was was so was way cooler than the um, than the movie. Like it's got a great poster, but I watched this movie during my horror movie uh, marathon in October and I because I, I, I don't remember seeing it when I was a kid I, I, I don't love prom night I know it's supposed to be this classic slasher but it's just uh, it's kind of stupid um, it, Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it because she there's this great dance scene like she plays I was the only takeaway is that there's this great dance scene and um because they do like disco prom I think if this fucking Medicare commercial ever ends we could get into this but uh yeah so just that was actually like the start of like how I got into movies kind of um I, like we talked we, we Brandon and I were interviewed for the hitman's wife's bodyguard uh by our the newspaper that we um the paper of the town that we grew up in <coughs> Um, and we mentioned that because that was really like, that was like where it started sort of, because I think like, I, like I was into movies, I was definitely into movies, but like that, there was something about having that next door and like video rental stores, but like that in particular, like, because like I had never, <clears throat> it was, it was one of those things where it was like, uh, uh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Like 
this oh this is actually a great van set piece and i love that license plate ohio uh like no graphics um so this fat dude with a girl who's way out of his league they just hooked up in his van um i just there was just something about this movie that like it should have been scarier like i love campy slashers but i don't know this one just didn't this one just didn't do it for me really um it just didn't do it for me but uh it's so fucking funny that they had this movie i'm i'm positive they had this movie my my the neighbors that we had i'm almost i'm positive (laughs) um but uh but you know what it it is so there's that uh podcast video video archives by quentin tarantino um where it talks about like it's all like he has all the movies of the video store that he worked at and he go him and his friend roger avery go through them and like pick ones and do podcasts about them and most of them are, are deep cuts and he's been playing about the new beverly um a lot of them are deep cuts like that I've never fucking heard of, but like, that's, that's what I felt like I had with our neighbors. Like when you go into a video rental store, <clears throat> like it's so big, <clears throat> like, you, <clears throat> sorry, it's so big. Like it's the same thing with streaming. Kind Like it's kind of the same thing with streaming. Like there's so many streaming platforms and there's so many movies on there that when I'm on there lately, I've been on there and I'm just like, I don't know what to watch. Like I rewatched blue streak last night, which is an amazing movie and I love it. But like, that's the thing. Like I just find myself going back to the, the old standbys. Cause there's just, there's so much shit. Like you really need that. Um, you really need that, like, this is what you got to watch. Like, you need that, like, recommendation, whether you get it from a friend's text on a date, <coughs> at a dinner party, <coughs> sorry, on Instagram, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, you need that, like, wreck. And that's what's great about the new Beverly is that Tarrant, you know, he owns it and he sets the lineup. So you, f- and, and same thing with video archives podcast, like you're, you're getting him being like, these are the ones you should watch. And that's kind of what having our neighbors, our neighbors video collection felt like, because you walked into like a family room. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, walking into like this, this big, like blockbuster, this big local video rental store where it's just like, God damn it. Like, what the hell do I get? It's like rows and rows of movies. This felt like a carefully curated kind of collection. Like it was probably, it went well, it was probably, um, so that, so if you just heard that, that's what it sounds like to live in Los Angeles. Cause that was a helicopter, but that, so imagine that like a little louder at night, and hovering right over your fucking house with a spotlight shining on that's that's basically nighttime in LA um uh in every neighborhood except probably Malibu I think but um that that's what it was like having that having our neighbor's video collection it was like it was like a decent sized bookshelf um of VHSs but like all killer no filler like there was no like Oh, we kind of liked that movie. Like it was all just, just fucking heat. Um, and that was really, I don't know that I, I think yeah, that was when my love of the movie started because in the eighties, before we moved to this town, my only two memories of movies were three was UHF, 
which is still one of my favorite movies till this day. Uh, um, La Bamba, which I remember, that's my first like memory of going to see a movie at a theater. So La Bamba, and then oh, about to get it. Oh man, oh Jesus! Yeah, like these, the, you don't see. <laughs> yeah, this fat kid fights back, and then it's crazy that this guy. I don't know, like the guy's mask kind of sucks in this. It's just like um, it's just like a, a a mask of like a bank robber. Like it's like an eight. Like it's just like a black mask with like the eyes cut out. There's nothing like really that scary about it. Um. I think that was my problem with this movie. It just, it wasn't, I don't know. It, it, it just, it was just, it was just, you know what it is? That's the thing. The killer's mask was lazy. It was, it was just kind of lazy. Um, but he gets into this, but, but I mean, this movie is kind of hilarious though, but this fat kid puts it, puts up a good fight with this. Uh, he's in one of those just like eighties vans that you hook up with. It was just one of those, like, what are these vans? Like, no, he's a, a van with a ladder on the back. It's one of those vans, a van with a ladder on the back that you can kind of like pimp out a little bit. Um, but yeah, this kid puts up a pretty good fight against the killer, but the killer, he, he's like dressed all in black, but like in tights, and then he's got, um, and then it's just like a black mask, like a black, like ski mask. It's just, it's just lazy. And then boom, that, oh, there it goes. God, that was a classic. The car driving off a cliff just, and then just immediately explodes. That was a classic eighties kind of, kind of trope. Um, but yeah, my first movie experiences were UHF, which I watched with Brandon and one of his friends, uh, um, Oh, there's the disco prom. What a great idea. God, I wish I, I would have gotten so much more into it if there was like a disco prom when I was in high school or like a disco homecoming. It's a great idea. Um, La Bomb at the movie theater and uh, Alien. Alien. We watched Alien with these babysitters and I threw up. Um, I'd probably throw up now. <laughs> that movie is so extreme. But those were the three. But I never, I never remember being like, yeah, movies. I think until... <clears throat> you know, you get a little older and you start to like process memories a little bit more and like start to be maybe, I guess a little bit more aware and present of your surroundings. Um, and yeah, I think it was like, it was that it was, it was our neighbors and their movie collection where I was just like, Whoa, Halloween. Whoa, psycho. The Godfather took me a second. I was at like, I don't think I actually sat down to watch that movie until maybe like the late nineties. Um, but then it was like, like I was like body double and body doubles. Okay. But I was just like, man, what is this? Like this movie's crazy. Um, and yeah, I can't remember what other movies, but like having neighbors that had, that was great. Like having your own video rental store next door, but with, with like choice selections, like curated, not so much like having to walk into this overwhelming room with all these movies, trying to figure out what the hell to get. Like it was like anything you get here is going to be good. And that's what I feel like I have with the new Beverly now. Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's that fucking 14 minute rant about, um, <laughs> about kind of nothing. Um, but yeah, prom night, I don't, I don't love prom night. I don't love it. I wonder if prom night two is, it was any better. Um, if it is slide to the DM, did you guys know that there's, I was texting about this last night with, um, some friends. There's a, there's another Jesus show, <laughs> um, called the chosen. Um, like, 
okay, let's see. The Chosen. It's um, it's on Netflix, I guess. Like season three. Wait a second. This goes back to 2017. Wait, I don't think we talked about this. Um, this drama about the life of Jesus Christ introduces Jesus and the calling of his initial disciples with discussion after each. Uh, like, okay, so this is 2017. Wow. Wait, do they? Do they not go be? Do are they not direct about it? Like a charismatic like. Let me just let me just see here real quick. Um, okay, they do, but the way that they write it, because apparently it's like incredible. A, ch- a charismatic fisherman struggling with debt, a troubled woman wrestling with demons, a gifted accountant ostracized from his family and people, and this groundbreaking first season of the ch- see. That's the th- see how Jesus reaches each of these and more as he works his first. See, that's because when I heard about this, I was like, wait, there's another. There's another, I don't think we talked about this. We may have, but I was like, there's another movie about Jesus. Like what's the new angle? (laughs) Like, I feel like the Bible is like the, the last word. So like I, when, when something like, again, like Jesus of Nazareth to me is like that that little it's true like that actor was jesus christ to me like he just looked and just sounded like what you think jesus probably looked and sounded like to the point where it's like any other uh rendition of it is just like what's the new take let you know like like there's jesus of nazareth and then there's like the animated ones done for like uh catholic school and then there's like Passion of the Christ with with like the weasel Jimmy Caviezel, <laughs> um, uh, and but but like that one just went like we're just going to show how gruesome like it really was and it like yeah it was gruesome but like when I see other Jesus movies or shows I'm always like what what's your new angle like what's your new take on the material <laughs> how are you upping the genre so like what like the chosen based what I see here on the chosen like it seems to me like maybe Jesus isn't the main main character. Like instead of just the, the log line being like the story of Jesus, <laughs> it's like a charismatic fisherman struggling with that, a troubled woman wrestling with demons. Like the new take should be to not even reference him as Jesus, but like, how do you do that? <laughs> you got to say that it's Jesus. Um, but, but then like the pictures that I'm getting sent to me, I'm wondering if, are they taking like a, like a game of Thrones, uh, like, like take with it. Like I'm not saying like with like dragons and, and like, and, but like give it like a hard edge maybe because like it was pretty hard edged. I mean, the desert Roman soldiers, they crucify the fucking guy. Like I'm, I'm guessing that wasn't the first time that they crucified, him, <laughs> that they crucified somebody like they, they thought of that. Like, in two seconds and they crucified two other guys. Like those two other guys just get no love, uh, from anybody. Like who were they? Were they just random like criminals? Um, but the fact that they crucified Jesus, uh, means that that was probably a thing means that they probably had like other things that they could have done. And like whipping, like I, I, I just think that like, you could take like, but I guess like passion of the Christ kind of did that. Like we're going to go super hard with this. Um, but I, the chosen, I, I, I'm just like, what, like, 
what just what the <laughs> the only thing remaining is like game give me like david bowie song cues like like really do do uh, injecting like some modernism into it uh there's like a dance set piece with like fucking you know <laughs> like uh like again like 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 what they did with knight's tale like give me a david bowie uh needle drop uh give me some needle drops um that, that, like so i just i like i i i'm I'm interested in the chosen. I don't really love watching Bible stories again because it's like I know all of it. So like I, I I'm tempted to watch it because what just what's the fresh what's the what's the new angle? I, I'm I, it's it's baffling to me. Like I understand maybe like like I feel like Fox Nation has a ton of this shit on their um on their platform. Um, it's just so. Uh, I'm just I'm just not interested because I just I I don't know what else you can do to that story now other than like again like Wes Anderson does it Um, or like babble on it like uh, like what what were these parties like Uh, (laughs) like there had to have been these like debaucherous parties Um, and uh, and Like that, like Jesus turned the water into wine. Like, how good was that wine? Like, can we get like miles from sideways? Um, is it like, two guys on like a wine tour and they find, uh, <laughs> they find Jesus turned water and they found out that there's this guy turning water into wine. And, uh, <laughs> it's like a, uh, they, they, they want to go taste it because they, they think it might be like a, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what I'm fucking saying right now, but, uh, yeah, it's just like two guys. They're on, <laughs> they're like sideways. Two guys that are, they're they're looking for the um, what's the fucking wine that he's like such a a boner about in that movie, like Merlot or or no, that's the that's the wine that he hates. Um, what's the one that he's like? Oh, uh, <laughs> he he's such a. I love sideways, but like, man, uh, oh, there we go. Um, I I love sideways, but. Uh, He's su- he's such a fucking boner in that movie, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Um, what the novel side? What is it? Um, it's the one that he's just like. I've completely underestimated Stephanie. <laughs> she has a a vo- is it like a Borstein? Ooh, Silver Oak. I've had that. That that wine is fucking incredible. Um, Stephanie has a Borscht. I've completely underestimated Steph. He, he's just such a putz in that movie. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like that. Um, so can you can you can you focus on the wine? <laughs> um, that wine must have had so many sulfites in it, um, and it must have been so like earthy. <laughs> like there was no way. I bet every fucking wine that Jesus turned everything that he turned into wine must have been like beyond earthy. Um But there had to have been like orgies with like Mary Magda. Like there had to have been. Um so maybe you could like do to do a Babylon version of it. Or uh, so we got okay, so we got the Babylon, the sideways <laughs> Um, like that, like that's the thing, like do something surrounding Jesus. Like it's this like mysterious, I don't know. You know what? I, I don't need any more Bible tales. It's cause you know what? You can't do it without fucking getting, um, 
not canceled, but just like it's going to be controversial. So it's, it's better to just stay away. Um, but I, I'm tempted to watch The Chosen because I'm just like, yeah, like I said, like what's the what do, what do they have to say that hasn't been said already? Um, but again, like the pictures that were sent to me, I'm like, wait, like because like those Roman soldiers were so savage. Like, I wonder if there's a way to do it because like it was Passion of the Christ just about the. um like what? What is the what is the log line of Passion of the Christ? Um, the Passion of the Christ. The passion. Uh, depicts the final. Oh, okay, the final twelve hours. No, see, like that's that was why that was great because it was just like let's just let's just focus on this fucking cross. Uh, Let's just get into the real, let's get into the, it's like, let's get into like, it's like the, the final episode of a show. You just want to be at that final episode. That's basically what passion of the crisis. It's like the 10th episode of like a really like intense show. Um, and you, you just want like, that's the thing. Yeah. They just got to that. They just got to the good stuff. But like, um, See, I, I do feel like there is room for like a, a, a show about Jesus done in a, um, and, and again, maybe that's what chosen is. Um, I, I, I should probably watch it cause I, I'm intrigued cause like I was always just like, Oh, give me a break. But the pictures that my friends were sending me, I'm like, wait, maybe they, maybe they figured out a way to do this and bring it into like a game of Thrones, like audience and an audience that might not be religious because the, the stories it's so insane that like it's worth trying. Um, I still want like the David Bowie version. Um, but, uh, okay. This girl's about to get it. Yeah. There's always a storage room that, that they hide that they can hide in, in these movies. Um, and then you know, Leslie Nielsen's in this movie and like, he plays like a serious, I think he plays like the dad of, um, I think he plays the dad of one of the girls that died. I just, I, when I see Leslie Nielsen in a movie where he's not Frank Drebin, I kind of check out and, and like it, it frustrates me to hear that he actually genuinely was like this really serious guy. Like God, don't ruin it for me. Don't ruin the naked gun for me. I want to know that he's Frank Drebin all the time. Um, like talk about don't meet your heroes. I feel like that's the one hero. Not that he's my hero, but like, that you would just like not want to meet. Cause it'd just be like, man, what a fucking letdown. Um, but yeah, he's like serious in this. The only other movie that I like him in aside from the naked gun is the creep show that he's in. Cause he, he, it's not so much that he's serious. He plays like a creep and he just plays like a great, like scumbag and he's really good in it. But, um, he's just, he's drebbing to me. He, he's, he'll always be Frank drebbing. Uh, God, you know, I was watching Seinfeld last night and Seinfeld just doesn't work on comedy central. It just doesn't work. Like I like Seinfeld only works on, on like W K C C P uh, whatever at like 11 o'clock or, or maybe there's like a, there's like a one hour block. Uh, like it, it just Seinfeld doesn't work on cable. Uh, it, I don't like watching it on Netflix. I don't like watching it on comedy central. I don't even really like watching it on TBS. Like I want to watch it on like, on like ABC 11 or, or not even like ABC, like, but yeah, like kind of like it's on like right, like right before the news 
or like right after the news at like 11 o'clock. Um, like it's like a, the rerun because the commercials are just, uh, they're just different. Like the commercials on comedy central for Seinfeld are like a commercial for the daily show and like South park. And, um, I'm just like, it missed me on this. This is not, that's not Seinfeld. I want this. The commercials should be like kind of, um, oh, this dude's about to get it. God, axes were so 80s. Wait, how did, I forget how this killer dies. And then there's Prom Night 2. Um, oh, the head on, oh, wow. How did that head, it's just kind of poorly made. Um, I guess they're all kind of fucking poorly made, really. Um, so anyway, yeah, so Seinfeld was, um, Seinfeld was, uh, it's on Comedy Central and it was on a bunch last night. And like, I, you know what I've always wondered, like the, like the credits, it's always so funny to me that, J- that George, get, that Jason Alexander gets, so it's like Jer- starring Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Michael Richards, and Jason Alexander as George. Like, why did Jason Alexander get the, and Jason Alexander as George? Like, you would think that that would be Kramer. Like that would be Michael Richards that would that would get the and Michael Richards is Kramer. Like I always wonder. Like I wonder if like did he lose a bet? Did they like they draw like because obviously it can't be Jerry. It can't be like and Jerry Seinfeld as Jerry. Like no, like he's the guy on stage. He's the main character. But then it can't be it can't be a, a Julie Louis Dreyfus as Elaine because she's like the main female character. But like Kramer is really like. I mean, he's definitely like one of the biggest parts of the show, but he's also like kind of the one that he's kind of the outcast a little bit. So I, it's always it's so weird that Jason Alexander is. I wonder if that's literally like it's almost like symbolic of his character. Like he's definitely the loser. And he, it's just like he can't catch a break. Like it had to have been. It had to have been like uh, um, it had to have been. Like, just like a, let's give, and Jason Alexander is George. The guy can't catch a break. He's always coming in last place. Like, he's always just fucking up. Like, let's give him the and as. Like, that's really what it is. When you get the and as, but usually it's either that. It's either usually like, so again, with that, because he, again, like George is like a lot of people's, like, he's like the best part of the show. I mean, he's like, he throws fastballs like every episode of that show. Um, so it, but like, but I, but like in theory, it should be Michael Richards getting the, and Michael Richards is Kramer. But like, I, I, again, like the, and Jason Alexander is George. It's just, it's so weird because like George is literally in the first scene of the show. Like Elaine's not even in the, for the pilot. Um, I, I mean, it had to have been, this is the epitome of like, if George was actually, if like, if George Costanza was an actor, like he would get like the last billing. Like it had to have been almost like a joke. Um, like to like that. It's, it's like symbolic of George's character that he would be at the end. Like George, like that's something that like George Costanza would complain about. Like, why do I get the, and Jason Alexander is George. Like I can't get a, I can't just get a Jason Alexander. <laughs> like it had to have been that. Cause I've always noticed that. And I've always wondered that how bizarre that is that he gets that in the credits 
that like they they had like they had to have thought of that this would be something that would like in what would infuriate George kind of um and and like and George would bring it up like why can't it be Kramer he's the one that like they were always like he's the loser of the group he's the doofus but then Kramer would just be like oh I'm Kramer like he gets he get like he gets the Mike the Michael Richards he doesn't get that and Michael Richards is Kramer like he gets the man, the credit because he's because he's he's Kramer it's it, I, I it just I, I I really believe that Larry David and Seinf- and Jerry Seinfeld had to have just been like isn't it so George that he that to get to give him the and Jason Alexander is George and I would just love to hear George complaining about that the fact that he why can't I be in the opening credits like like Jerry got a Christmas card Kramer got a Christmas card and then Elaine just pushes George when Elaine sends the Christmas card and you can see her nipple um and like yeah like george doesn't get the card i i I really think that that's what it was so um you can you can tell people at uh your dinner parties that you're not a good boy that that was the theory um that'll save the party but yeah i've i've just i've i've noticed that literally forever because i was always like well god this guy's like the main character and he's getting the uh he's getting the and in, in in the credits it's well i mean like what's like I said, like, I don't know what's worse, like the and or the introducing, but the introducing, like I said, is always like the new actor who's about to like be a star in like two years. Um, the and is just always, I, I don't know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the and as or the introducing. Um, it's uh, it's it's funny how that how that works out because but but you kind of have to do it. You, you don't have to, but you kind of do like, because when like the introducing in the credits is always at the end, um, like you, like Jesus could never get that. It, ah, the, like, it, like that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the Bible show that I want. I want the Bible show that is not necessarily about Jesus and it's, you get, but you get a, an introducing, you know, Sam Morgan as Jesus or, and Sam Morgan as Jesus, <laughs> because like, that means that the Jesus, it's not going to be all about him. He's going to be kind of in the background or he comes in later, whatever it is. Um, that's, um, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a funny like thing to observe is like the, the actor that gets the and as, or the introducing, Da 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 as and as are introducing as um is uh yeah that's a fun it's just a fun little like movie observation but the the Jason Alexander as George uh yeah that that just I I'm, I'm almost certain that they were just like that's just that that that's George like George is the and as. um so yeah so I'm glad we got to the bottom of that I haven't wanted to talk about that for years um and I'm glad I could open up to you guys in that way about it uh I think we got about two minutes left um let's get into some shout outs here Alrighty, let's go one time here we go all righty guys See now what that it's like you take the mask off and it's just that's the killer. It's just this like it's just this like Corey Matthews looking dude with like the curly hair. It's just I don't know. Like I'm 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 on team never take the mask off. Um I mean in Swin Scream you have to do it because you want to know who the killer is, but like Michael Myers, you just give like a little little taste. Um and then like Friday the thirteenth, a little taste of the end, but like he's deformed as shit, like 
I like never taking the mask off kind of. I think that's a fun um like there's that great movie Hush. If we could just turn this down a little bit. There's a great movie Hush. Great, great, great movie. If you haven't seen Hush, watch it. It's an, a fantastic movie. But the only my only problem with that movie is the killer's got this really creepy mask and then he takes it off and it's like it's that dude? Like it's that actor? Like it's like it's definitely da 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 as masked killer. But I'm like that fucking actor. He was like on the newsroom. He was in short term twelve. And I was like, all right, well this movie's not scary anymore. Sometimes not sometimes never sometimes never taking the mask off is kind of the move. Um because sometimes it's like keep the mystery, keep the intrigue, and here we go. Let's get it though. We put that puppy to bed. Let's get into some shout-outs, guys. Uh, hope you guys are having a good start to the new year. Uh, hope you're doing well. Let's go. Let's see. Uh, hey, shout out Erica F37, loyal listener, loyal follower. Um, let's see. Hey, shout out. Um, uh, hey, shout out Matt Cox official. Shout out. Hey, shout out Barista Art. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out. Oh, boy. What do we got? Um, hey, shout out Frank A. Grimes. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Redwine Jesse. Shout out. Last one. Uh, hey, shout out Exuberation of Jubilee. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. If you are listening, let's let this ride for a little bit here. There we, there we go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, goat soap, guys. Goat soap. Get into goat soap. Yeah, I can't recommend this stuff anymore. Uh, it is the best. It's my favorite soap I've ever used. I look forward to my shower every single time. I smell good every single time. <coughs> Um, it's my favorite soap of all time. It's the greatest soap of all time. It's my favorite soap of all time. Um, natural goat milk, safe ingredients, small batch, handcrafted, made in the USA, cruelty free. It, it just, it's so good. Extreme moisture for your skin. Like you are so moist, and clean and soft after this stuff. Like I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Goatsoap.com. G-O-A-T-S-O-A-P.com. Type in Camp 20 at checkout. If you get three bars or more, it is free shipping. Couldn't ask for a better deal. Um, could not ask for a better better deal. Uh, the flavors or the, the scents are lemongrass, patchouli, unscented floral, lavender, and peppermint tea tree. You're going to love it, guys. You're going to love it. Get on it. You're going to like it. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel clean. Clean campers just makes a great gift. <laughs> I can't recommend it anymore. Uh, goatsoap.com camp two zero at checkout. You were going to like it and feel good and feel clean. Um, I've been thinking, been debating, trying to, because, okay, so here's the thing, like goat soap, it is not like an overwhelming like scent. Like it, it just, like I always said, like, that's what I love about it. Like you just feel clean, but like I have been toying with the, with maybe like, I do think like having a tiny little hint of a scent can go a long way outside of like whatever, like soap or shampoo you use, like a little, like, just like again, but I just I don't like cologne, and I don't like like I just like when some when you walk like I do love like okay like like every other pervert guy <laughs> like when a, when a woman walks by and you can like smell her like 
whether it's her shampoo or her perfume, it's just kind of like a, it does do like, it does do something to you. Like it does turn you on and like, it really does. And so I feel like when I walk past somebody, it's, it's literally like, there's like no smell, but I, I am, I am because of the, the goat's milk. It's the goat milk. It's not like an overwhelming, like scent. It just isn't. It's, it's just, again, like it's really almost like no scent. Like you just smell fucking clean. Uh, <clears throat> but like, I'm wondering if like maybe just a little, <laughs> um, it's like a little like, gah, uh, might go along, like go like just a little might go a long way. To the point where when I walk past a woman, she's just like, ooh. <laughs> but I like it can't, it's gotta be, I got, I gotta do like a cologne, um, uh, a little deep dive on, on like the right, the, I think I know what cologne to get. It's a, a friend of the pod, but, um, yeah, I think that's the one I'm gonna get. But, um, yeah, just like a little, just like kind of like, ooh, <laughs> when you walk past, cause you know, it's, it is, I know how, what that's like to walk past a woman that smells really good. It's great. I love it. Like it's one of my favorite things not to be a pervert, but like you, you, you take a whiff. Like, I mean, come on guys, we all do it. And I feel like women probably do it too. And it, I'm, th- I'm wondering if I'm putting enough, uh, enough smell out there. Uh, cause I, I, again, like the goat soap just makes me feel clean and that's what I love about it. But, uh, but I think a little, just like I've said, like just a little, put a little, uh, put a little spit on the fastball. It could, uh, <laughs> it could, it could, it could, uh, it could boost my, uh, get my, have a better ERA. <clears throat> um, I think that's it. Uh, I haven't really seen anything or what did I see? Oh, I saw Megan. Fuck. Fuck. I saw Megan. Okay. So Megan, Megan. Uh, <laughs> so Megan did, I, I didn't think I talked about Megan. No, I talked about the menu. Okay. I saw Megan. Um, here's my thing with Megan. Okay. I don't like horror movies that are PG 13. Uh, I get why they did it because, because you know, here, here's the thing. If you have PG 13, you know, it's more of there's these things called four quadrant movies that they're for like every kind of like movie goer. Um, so I think that's what they, I don't know that this is necessarily four quadrant cause not everybody loves horror, but like for a horror movie, it's pretty four quadrant. Like it hits, it hits a lot. And having that PG 13, it's like, Oh, if p- parents want to go, like you can bring your kids. Uh, what movie do we have on now? Um, the haunting of Hamilton high. Whoa. Wow. So what is this? Fast Times of Ridgemont High meets Prom Night meets Halloween. Wow. Starring Michael Ironside. Wow. What an opening image. Just a fucking high school just lit up as the credits roll. Um, wow. The Haunting of Hamilton. I've never heard of this. Uh, I don't I don't think my neighbors had this one. But um, OK. So, yeah. So, Megan, like it, it's. Like I said, like it's, I want horror movies to be rated R. I want there to be swearing. I want to see like violent fucking deaths. And I want is or like, and if there isn't like, if it's like paranormal, I want to see like scary images and like the, the concept of Megan is great. It's, I mean, it, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's child's play for like, you know, the Gen Z. So, so like it, it's, 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 it's fine. Like the, 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 the story is fine. It, it's just, it's just, it's missing. It's just missing. Um, it's just missing that fucking just like, yeah, that, that comes with having your horror movie rated R like to be PG 13 is just like, a yeah, 
So like, uh, so, okay. So I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I, I just will say like the opening, uh, horror movies need a scary, uh, cold open. Like if you don't have a scary cold opening, you're going to have like, I mean, I know you did last summer. doesn't have like a, that great of a cold. Oh, this hello, Mary Lou. This is prom night too. Wait, what the fuck? The haunting of Hamilton. Hi. Wow. How was that? Was this one of those things where it's like they did prom night and then they're trying to figure out how to do prom night two, but they can't figure it out, but they had a script. There was a script called the haunting of Hamilton high that they turned into prom night two. Hello, Mary Lou. I wonder if that's what it is. That's what diehard three. That's what diehard with a vengeance was like. It wasn't like diehard three. They had a script called Simon says that they turned into diehard three. But anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, so uh, yeah, horror movies need you need a great cold opening. Like Halloween has a great cold opening. This little kid killing his sister. Scream has probably the greatest cold open in horror movie history. Like uh, The Exorcist, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not a scare. It's not scary, but it, there's something like sinister about the the cold open of The Exorcist. Um, uh, like your next has a great cold open. Uh, get out's got a pretty creepy cold open. Like if you're going to have a great horror movie, whether again, whether it's a slasher or like a paranormal movie that you, you need to grab your audience by the fucking throat, the balls, the nerves, and really like just grab them immediately and create such like horror and and with that opening scene that you're for the rest of the movie you're on the edge of your seat like the feeling of that of that cold open carries you throughout the the rest of the movie because most most horror movies have like scary opening um cold open and then like and then the first act is usually kind of like introducing the characters introduce the settings it's like there's not a lot of like stuff going on that there might be a few like teaser scares but for the most part like it, it it sh- you should you should hit them in the face hard and then during that during that oh, during that uh the first act while kind of nothing's going on they're still get they're still like trying to get over that 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 cold open like and it just carry that tension just ca- just permeates through the rest of the movie, especially when like shit starts really fucking ramping up. You just, you like, you need that. I, in my opinion, you really, really need that. Um, and the, the cold open to Megan, I was like, okay, like I was expecting it to be like pretty intense and like, it's not that it wasn't intense, but the, the intense thing that happened should have been just more intense so that you're really like, on edge. I just think that's, that's the best fucking horror movie. Like the, the opening to scream is so good. It's like, it's so good. So you're just like, Oh man. All right. Like that was a whirlwind and it was scary and intense and like, fuck, like buckle up. Cause we're, we're, we're on for in for a ride. Um, and, and the Megan opening, I thought I just I thought it was going to be way more like again like it's not a scary opening. I just thought that it could have been more intense what happens. And when it wasn't again like you don't need to see someone's brain <laughs> getting smashed in, but like it should just be more like a little bit more visceral so that like you're in for just a fucking ride. Even if you're going to do PG-13, like that's fine, but like 
I just think that it, it's like Midsummer, like the the cold open of Midsummer. What that girl does to her parents is so dark. Like, and again, like not every movie needs to be dark like that. But like when it's a horror movie, the darker the better. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert: the darker the better. It's a fucking horror movie. Um, like I'm trying to think. Like, see, Barbarian. See, that's what I liked about like Barbarian. Uh, Barbarian, it's very like it's very mysterious because you're like it, 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 they they create an immediate mood like a mood is immediately established in that cold open. That was that's the problem with Megan. Like the mood that is established in the cold open is just kind of like is just weak. Um, and and so like I'm sitting there watching the first act and like it it takes a sec to get to Megan like. So the the first act of the movie kind of like drags on a little bit. You're just like, where's this fucking doll? You know, and and because the 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 cold open was like a little tame. I'm 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 kind of bored. And then when Megan comes, it's like okay, it picks up a little bit because it's it it's it's kind of funny. But like, so they went for laughs over like scares. But I didn't think the movie was that funny. So it was just really. F- it, it wasn't bad. It was just flat. I just I gave it three stars. Um, it was just flat. I, I, I like it was flat. I, I just didn't, I, I, I wasn't scared. Uh, there's one good kill scene. Uh, but, but again, like because it's PG 13, you don't really see a ton of it. I need, I need to like, like give me everything. Give me the R rating for horror. Oh, See now this I can tell people like prom night two better like see this <laughs> oh my god this woman see now we're talking the, oh Jesus Christ this guy just set this woman on fire at the prom see this and uh, oh whoa see that's a fucking cold open that is a cold open I think people like the prom night two better than prom night one I think I feel like I've read that somewhere this is how you open a horror movie you got this prom like oh now her skin's fucking peeling off that's what I'm talking about prom night two now now we're cooking with fucking gas now we got our gas stove on and then the government's not taking it away we got the that gas running the flame is on this woman and there's the crown yikes that's what I'm fucking talking about. Box closed. Let's get this movie going. Shit. Wow. Woo. Hamilton high class of fucking 1985. Holy shit. That was intense. That's what I'm saying. Like this movie could suck. Whatever. But like that's how you open a horror movie. Hit him in the fucking face. Grab him by the dick. And throw them through a fucking window. Like let's rock. Like let's go. And so that that, that the opening of, of Megan was just kind of like that's it. Now granted it can't be like. I, again I don't want to spoil it because like it can't be like a, a, a killing or like a like a murder because Megan hasn't been created yet so they did something else which which is which falls in line more with like the the the, the character of like the um the character's journey uh which is which is fine which I understand but like if you're gonna go that route just make what happens just like oh I could I could use a little bit more just visceral it, could, it should just be more visceral, like make it a little more violent. 
just give me a little bit more like give me that so because that dude that midsummer that midsummer opening sets the tone for what that movie is like any other movie i've ever seen probably other than like scream like you're just like whoa in this is not gonna be pleasant but like it's gonna be fucking intense and let's do this because that's what movies should be they should be like just grab you by the throat and not let go. Like that's what I want from my, from my horror movie cold opens. And I didn't get it from Megan. It was flat. The first act was slow. So the first like four hour of the movie until Megan gets there was just like, or maybe not the first hour, like the first 30 to 40 minutes was just like, eh. like where, where's this fucking doll? And then, okay. Then the doll comes, then it steps, uh, steps up. But like, Again, it all goes back to PG-13 horror movies. I, I don't like them. I, I want R. Like, give me R. <laughs> just, uh, they should be R. Like, when they're PG-13, they're just, they're, there's just something, there's something clearly, obviously missing. Like, there's just a glaring, just, like, emptiness to the movie uh, because because they didn't go all the way. They just didn't go full R, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, all right. I shit. I wanted to talk about that at the beginning. I hope you guys, I hope you guys, um, stick it out to get to my Megan, uh, rant. But if you want to, if you've been wanting to see it, go see it. And if you have fun watching it, I get it. Like it's fun. I just, it, but like, I think you'll feel that like, it's just like, there's so, something that just, if this movie had been R, it could have been way more badass. I think. So I think that was my biggest problem. I didn't really have a problem at all with like, you know, the, like what they were going for at all. Like they pulled it off. It's just like R would have been a little bit more, um, you know, up my, <laughs> up my alley. Uh, that's, that's who I wanted to, that's why I wanted to run into in the, in my, in the dark alley is like, that's, that's it. That's, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Okay, guys, that's it. Enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football or whatever else you're doing this weekend. I will talk to you next week and yeah, that's it. Uh, talk to you next week. Stay safe and later guys.